0: What was born on the 4th of July, a system of governance predicated on the belief that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with inalienable rights, died on the 4th of July. For 246 years, that belief united the States of America. That belief is gone now. It's been eradicated from the minds of too many Americans for this country to remain whole. The United States of America has been balkanized, polarized and demonized to the point that we can no longer joyfully and unapologetically celebrate our nation's birthday. Happy Tuesday. Welcome, welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock, your host, and uh, I say happy Tuesday knowing that today is going to be uh, quite a struggle for me, uh, as was yesterday, a struggle for me. We do have a uh, fantastic show planned for you today, as fantastic as it can be when it's just me and you, but that is what it's gonna be today, just me and you. I, you know, the events yesterday in Highland Park, uh, Illinois, uh, changed things up for me and what we had planned to do. And, you know, Jill Savage was going to be in studio and we were going to come back from the 4th of July and, you know, go in a bit happier and more upbeat mood. Uh, but obviously uh, six people killed in Highland Park, more than 30 wounded, Uh two police officers shot in Philadelphia. Uh, the 4th of July just left me in a dour, sour mood and <clears throat> it put some things on my mind that I just needed to clear the air. I don't. It's not that I'm gonna say anything offensive or, or crazy, but I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to control my emotions today. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to uh, get through this uh, conversation I want to have with you all today without breaking down in tears, without sounding like the black, uh, emotional uh, Alex Jones. And so I just kind of, I just want to do it solo. And we'll get to our fearless contributors uh, later and the rest of this week. Uh, but today it's just me and you and we're going to try to make sense of the events in Highland Park and try to talk about what it is we need to do moving forward. And it, this conversation is important. It, it goes along with everything we've been trying to do here with Fearless, the relationship I'm trying to build with you all, the audience uh, that I'm trying to build. It's it's why this movement that we're trying to start and get off the ground is so important. And so uh, I'm going to start a fire and then I'm going to just fan the flames for as long as I can or as long as I feel necessary. And then we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, But to me, it feels like America died yesterday, dead on the 4th of July. That's how it felt Monday when I learned a gunman killed six and injured at least three dozen more during an Independence Day parade in Highland Park, Illinois. What was born on the 4th of July, a system of governance predicated on the belief that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with inalienable rights, died on the 4th of July. For 246 years, that belief united the states of America. That belief is gone now. It's been eradicated from the minds of too many Americans for this country to remain whole. The United States of America has been balkanized, polarized and demonized to the point that we can no longer joyfully and unapologetically celebrate our birthday. Now, look, There's we can blame and we can point fingers, we can blame the left, we can blame the right, we can blame... Uh, anybody we want, but the issues we're dealing with are, are bigger than that. I'm going to call out uh, some individuals, some institutions, some things that are going on, but I don't wanna sound uh, highly politically partisan. I'm just stating facts about where we are, and I, at some point I'm gonna get to stating a fact about where we need to go if we want this country to be resurrected because that's what we're in need of right now, a resurrection, a resurrection, because it's dead right now. The New York Times, the nation's alleged newspaper of record, claims the real founding of this country was in 1619, and the real motivation was slavery, not freedom. That's the New York Times, our alleged newspaper of record, that's their narrative on this country. ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports, published a piece yesterday denigrating the fourth and arguing that a three-hour riot at the Capitol, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the demise of Colin Kaepernick's NFL career, Jack Del Rio calling January 6 a dust-up, and Justice Clarence Thomas's objection to same-sex marriage prove America's irreparable wickedness. That piece was written by Howard Bryant. Uh, I, I'm, I'm gonna. I'll save comments about Howard Bryant. I'm not gonna put him in context. It, it, the fact that ESPN would publish that on the Fourth of July—a damnation of this country—published on the Fourth of July from an organization that calls itself the worldwide leader in sports. Sports have always represented the best ideas and ideals of America. And now the worldwide leader in American sports and sports all over the globe, on the 4th of July, on the day we celebrate this nation's founding and independence, we're taking a dump on America. Half the country sees the American flag as a symbol of oppression. And they see pride, pride, as a virtue. I'm not just talking about gay pride. I'm just talking about pride. Anybody that understands pride and why it's considered a deadly sin, pride is not a virtue. But that's where we've gone in this country. The American flag is a symbol of oppression and pride is now a virtue and something we all should be looking for. We're dead. We're dead on the 4th of July. Robert Cremo, A 22-year-old kid ended what 46-year-old Crispus Attic started on March 5th, 1770. Accurate historians won't credit Cremo with America's death. The autopsy will show that the greatest experiment in human history succumbed to the cancer of cultural rot and the rejection of biblical truth. Highland Park. Uvalde, Waukesha, the summer of George Floyd riots, the COVID lockdowns, the family friendly drag queen grooming, the New York Times 1619 project, Trump derangement, critical race theory, and the vilification of law enforcement are all byproducts of the cultural decay. Those of you naively hoping midterm elections will save this country will be greatly disappointed. Politics cannot fix what's wrong with America. There are no political solutions to spiritual problems. America is in need of a resurrection, a miracle, a spiritual rebirth. Our current culture will continue to manufacture Robert Cremo's the same way factory assembly lines produce SUVs. That's what they do. That's what a culture of death is going to produce angels of darkness. They're going to produce satanic death killing angels, demons. American culture is narcissistic by any means necessary and views the right to kill as fundamental to freedom. This whole selfie generation, this whole generation of everybody wanting to be a YouTube star, a social media influencer. Hey, look at me. I'm important, seeking validation and the dopamine hit of likes, retweets, and popularity. This whole, hey, look at me thing, it's the antithesis of biblical values. There's a song I've mentioned on this show that I listen to all the time, Wide as the Sky. It's by Isabel Davis. And the song is about... Jesus and putting Jesus and God on a pedestal and it and again you have to listen and fully understand what the song is trying to convey but it's a song against idolatry and we have a very idolatrous culture we are our own idols American idols we're all seeking to be idols that's not what we should do there should only be one idol. His name is Jesus Christ. But we've turned all of this culture into, hey, look at me, I'm a star, I'm an influencer, I'm the, I'm the, the star of my own little Truman Show. It's, it's the antithesis of Christianity. Cremo sought attention and worth through the celebration of death. Like the Waukesha mass murderer, Daryl Brooks, Cremo fashioned himself a rapper using the name Awake. Again, I don't wanna go political on this, but I'm just speaking facts. The guy's calling himself Awake. That's just another way of saying woke. Cremo rapped inside of a classroom and insinuated he might one day shoot school children. YouTube has taken down his Content, But luckily, someone captured some of it. Let's watch his little satanic, demonic uh, video. I need to just do it. It is my destiny. Everything has led up to this. Nothing can stop me,
1: not even myself. Is there such a thing as free will? Or has this been planned out like a cosmic recipe? It is what I've been waiting for. In the back of my head, ready to be awakened. It's what I was sent here to do, like a sleepwalker, walking
0: steady with my head held high. The guy's nuts. W- w- why is YouTube taking this down? Seriously, why? Cremo's rap content is no different, no more demonic than the standard commercialized and celebrated rap music that we all seem to love. A rapper in Florida, YNW Melly, sits in jail today waiting to be tried this summer for two cases of premeditated murder. Melly's most popular song, which has more than 500 million views on YouTube, is Murder On My Mind murder on my mind. It's every bit as wicked and demented as Cremo's rap content. Here's a taste of YNW Melly. I wake up in
1: the morning, I got murder on my mind. AK-47s, Mac-11s, gloss and nines and all these just hating, trying to knock me off my grind. But I can't let them do
0: We, Cremo is the demonized guy, satanic and oh, he's awful and he's all over the news. Melly is sitting in jail awaiting trial. He's been there since I think 2019, 2020, something like that. He's been waiting for two years. I think he's supposed to go to trial sometime in 2022 for murdering two of his friends. His most popular song, is about murdering a friend. Murder on my mind. Watch the entire video. This is standard, par for the course. Cremo, Melly, they're simply mimicking the music content of rap music's biggest stars. Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Natural Born Killers, go watch it. They're sitting in in hell talking about killing and how they're natural born killers. The song is demonic. They're two of the biggest stars in rap history. Snoop Dogg. Murder was the case. Go what? It's about him cutting a deal with the devil for riches and fame. It's a demonic song. He's one of the toast of America. He's in virtually every commercial you'll see on TV. He's the coolest thing in the world. He and Dre, the stars of Super Bowl halftime. Go look at their music. And and, and I'm not saying, and again, I criticize it the whole time, but I listen to this music. I dance to this music. I, I used to ingest this music. It's Satanic. We have a sick culture. Uh, 50 Cent, another one of the stars that half of Super Bowl halftime. Many men, Tom Brady quotes it. We all love it. It's about revenge murder. It's about people that tried to kill 50 Cent and how he got revenge on them. Many men wish death upon me. It's We're wondering where Robert Cremo comes from. It's our culture. Our culture is sick and depraved. We're baiting this, we're creating this. We're co-signing this culture of death and depravity. It's it's in all of our music and culture. I'm talking about all of us. This isn't, I'm not talking a black or white thing. All of us are listening to this music. All of us have made these guys superstars and idols. We, we have, ed- just continue down this path of how sick our society is. We have educators fighting for the right to talk with five, six and seven year olds about sexuality and gender. An adult talking about sex with kids was considered perversion in my childhood. Now we're bringing drag queens into schools and libraries to teach kids to read. The people who object to this perversion are deemed villains. We're the villains. Those of us that say, Hey, drag queens in schools in libraries, family friendly drag queen shows. Take your kids to this? We're the villains, those of us that object. This culture is rotten to its core. We cannot survive this. The rejection of religious faith has empowered a culture of fear. Just just think it through. When you remove God and religious faith And again, if you understand anything about Christianity or just virtually any faith, fear is the enemy. You embrace faith to overcome fear. Fear is in control. We shut down this entire country because of COVID a bad version of the flu. We denied kids an education because of COVID. We forced kids to wear masks and avoid interaction because of fear of COVID. We stole two years of their childhood out of fear. You can't have America based on fear when you're controlled by fear. Do we understand anything about our history? Do we understand anything about greatness and what it takes to accomplish, to put a man on the moon? Even if it didn't happen to even think about putting a man on the moon. To build skyscrapers, to do any of the innovation and the things that we've done and accomplished in this country, you can't do it immersed in a culture of fear. Oh my God, I may get COVID. Let's all shut shelter in place in our homes. Old fat people may die. And I say that as an old fat person. Don't worry about me. If I die, that's on me. If COVID grabs my ass or whatever grabs my, and takes me out, that's on me. Don't you walk around in fear because I'm fat and old. And so I I, I said, I know we lost some people during COVID. I'm not throwing a pity party for him. I'm sorry if that makes me uh, cold and, but uh, again, I don't want anybody throwing any pity parties for me. You can't run a successful country based on fear. It cripples young people. It cripples the country. It produces what we're all living in right now. People barely able to afford gas. People barely able to to do the things they had taken for granted. Because we allowed fear to take over everything. We're cowards because we've abandoned faith. This, (laughs) I'm gonna tell you how obsessed we are with death. Women now think that their freedom is attached or a segment of the female population and the simps who support them, that a portion of their freedom, a big portion of their happiness and freedom is based on their ability to get abortion on demand. L. Duncan, an ESPN broadcaster, released a video encouraging so-called girl dads to fight for abortion rights. She argued that women's freedom is directly related to their access to abortion. Modern American culture is obsessed with murder. Let's take a listen to Elle Duncan here.
2: Because over time, what started as a touching tribute to the bond between fathers and daughters has turned mostly into a kitschy, commercialized catchphrase. I know you've seen the t-shirts, I certainly See the hashtags, you know, you're know, you playing catch in the yard, hashtag girl dad, father's day pics, hashtag girl dad, literally any content with a girl in it, girl dad. But strip girls of their constitutional rights, silence. I want the dads watching to ask themselves a really honest question right now, and I mean that. How does the sentiment of being a girl dad evolve beyond superficial social media posts into actual advocacy? Are you carrying that same pride for your daughters into boardrooms, locker rooms, courtrooms? Are you doing everything in your power to protect their rights? Do you trust them to make difficult decisions for themselves and their bodies? Should they be given full agency over their own lives? Can you confidently state to the women in your lives that you've used your power and privilege as men for their betterment? that you've done all you can to ensure that at the very least, they'll have the same rights afforded to decades of women before them. I had a friend the other day tell me that I was fearless. It is quite the opposite. I am filled with fear, but this is not a fire drill. And so I'm going to keep speaking up even when it is uncomfortable, even when it means saying goodbye to my mentions, even if it alienates me from a faction of the public. I don't know if anything that I am doing will help, but I'm trying. And I suppose that all I'm asking to all of you well-meaning, proud girl dads out there is, are you?
0: I'm gonna take a minute here. Elle Duncan. She has her job at ESPN because she checks some boxes. She's cute. And, she gets to cast herself as black and and again I you know maybe both her parents are black like she claims I I don't nor do I care whatever box she checks race ethnicity or what doesn't qualify her uh for lead anchor role on ESPN she's there because she's cute and because uh, ESPN is obsessed with diversity, and she checks those boxes. And she has a liberal point of view and perspective. She, she was the third wheel on some sports talk radio show, I believe, in Atlanta. And you know, so I, I don't. I, I'm I'm not going to denigrate her, but I am going to denigrate the idiocy that she just spewed there. She and and I don't know if I'll get this in the exact order she said it, but she feigns like how fearless she is. Oh, a friend told me I was fearless, but I'm not. I'm filled with fear, blah, blah, blah. But she's trying to say she's fearless. And then here's how she defines fear. Goodbye to my mentions. That, that's what we, we've done to courage now, that it's courageous now that if your social media mentions are negative, you're showing great courage. Again, I sit around and think about the men and women in American history that risked their lives, sacrificed their lives during the Civil War. Storm Normandy during uh, a World War. That's what courage looks like to me. When I see videos of young people, old people standing in the street, staring down dogs and water hoses and and, uh, law enforcement so that they can get their right to sit where they want, go to school where they want, get jobs where they want. That looks fearless to me. Saying goodbye to your mentions doesn't look remotely fearless to me. But that's where we're at in this country, in what passes for courage. There's, oh my God, people may criticize me in my mentions. That's how feminized this country has become, this culture has become. That we got people sitting on TV acting like, oh my God, I've got bad mentions. Look how courageous I am. That's how we define it now. No, we're all living off the sacrifices that people made that gave up their lives, sacrificed their limbs, came home quadriplegics. Again, yesterday I was, the events on the 4th of July made me go watch the movie Born on the 4th of July. And I believe Ron Corvick, the the, the movie was Tom Cruise played the lead role. Again, the man came home a quadriplegic, quadriplegic from Vietnam all over his love of America and joining the Marines and supporting a war in Vietnam. That's what courage used to look like. It's not saying goodbye to your mentions. She used the word pride. Pride is not a virtue. I see so many people running around acting like pride is a virtue. We have a pride month. Are you kidding me? And I'm not even talking about the immorality of same sex. I'm not talking about that. We'll save that debate for another day. I'm talking about just pride as a virtue. Whether that be gay pride, black pride, trans pride, pride pride, whatever pride. Pride is not a virtue. It's something that takes you straight to hell. It's something that convinces you to do idiotic and stupid things, not in your best interest. Pride is idolatry's best friend. It leads to a life of sin. Anybody that you hear talking about pride as a virtue, wearing pride across the front of their shirt, uh, promoting pride in it, whether, again, it doesn't matter what kind of pride it is, black, gay, what, trans, whatever. That is an idiot wearing a demonic symbol. It, it would almost be like, again, as I'm, prone to say on this show all because I never leave myself out of it it would be like me wearing a shirt that said gluttony gluttonous but that's the direction we're headed in this society we take pride in all the wrong things what she called abortion a constitutional right it's not in the constitution that's what they just decided you I don't want to get the name calling and somehow the right to abortion. she uh, women don't have full agency over their lives. That's not what we're talking about here. It's whether they have full agency over the life inside of their stomach. Is that up for debate? You didn't get pregnant by yourself. That's another human being inside your stomach. The question is, do you have full agency over whether that life inside your stomach gets to be born? That's the question. The Supreme Court has said, it's not a federal issue. We want states to decide that. They haven't outlawed abortions. Most of the anti-abortion laws that are being debated in various states all have to do with babies or embryos or fetuses, whatever you want to call them. What should you have the right to do after 15 weeks? And so again, no one is denying for the most part women, the right to abort their babies. They just need to do it within the first 15 weeks. That's what's on the table. But this sick culture we have does not allow a debate of facts and truth. It's so satanic that truth and facts are seen as evil. The truth and facts are seen as an enemy and stand in the way. Of what we want to do. That's how sick this culture is. This death culture that we have embraced, it's reflected in our music, our TV shows, our perception of freedom. We have rejected God's natural order. This nation's founding documents were based on God's natural order. This country was built for families. Family is at the center of a biblical worldview. The founding fathers could not predict that this country would abandon God's prescribed family structure, man, woman, and child, How could they see that future? In the 1700s, family was essential to survival. Men and women absolutely needed each other for survival. We still do, but it was more acute even back then. We've convinced ourselves now that we don't. Technological advances have fooled us into believing that families are luxury items. Before the Industrial Revolution, when most work was backbreaking and hunting and farming were necessary for eating, when be- women believed men were necessary and a force for good. The laws and customs established during that time frame reflected man's essentialness to survival and woman's essentialness to reproduction. 200 years later, We look back and call those men and women unenlightened. Were they really? I'm not so sure. As it relates to family, we're far more unenlightened than the founders. We don't believe in family. I'm talking about myself. I went for years, for years. Ah, if I get married, no big, if I don't get married, no big deal. I got this career. I got girlfriends, I got hookups. I I can get all the intimacy intimacy that I need. Other way, I don't need to get married. What do I need a family for? Responsibility. Why would I take on that responsibility? I'm talking about myself. I I was caught up in this wicked anti-family mindset. What we think family Optional and unimportant. We think there's no penalty for killing a child in the womb or walking away from a marriage when things turn difficult. Now, I, I just want to hammer this point a little bit longer. I, I want you to think about the 1700s when this country was founded. And you know, you had to get on a horse to go into town. You had to go out and do some like real brutal work in order to eat. It was non-controversial then to say a woman needs a man. Non-controversial. Cause if she didn't have one, trust me, there was gonna be another group of men, whether they be Native Americans or pilgrims or just men in general, that were going to come and savage her and take advantage of her. She would likely starve because hunting, farming and all that stuff, way too hard for just women to do. Oh, there would have been some exceptions, but overall it, it wasn't even up for debate then that like, Man is essential here. And woman is essential here if we're going to reproduce. And so they set up a system of governance and a society that reflected the essentialness of man and woman. We've now gotten brand new. And they, man, we're not essential. Men aren't essential. They're the force of every evil thing that has happened on this planet. The world would be better without men. All these technological advances, oh, you know what? I don't even need a man to have a baby. I can be artificially inseminated. Someone else can carry the baby. Someone else can raise the baby. I can hire a nanny. Someone else will educate the baby. I'll send them off to a private school or a public school. Someone else can handle the responsibilities that were best handled by me. I can now go out and chase this money just like a man and I'll be happy and fulfilled chasing this money. We've reduced life to money. And we think whoever has it and however they got it, it doesn't matter, it's irrelevant. As long as they have money, it's all good. This is insanity. The Bible says a camel getting through the eye of a needle has a better chance of seeing the kingdom of God than a rich man. And we think money is the end all be all. I used to think this way. Again, it sounds like I'm I'm not trashing. I'm trashing myself. I'm trashing all of us. All the mistakes that we're mad about the left making. We've made the same mistakes. We've allowed it. We've tolerated it. We've participated. We, we've celebrated this demonic culture that we've all embraced. And now we turn everything political. Oh, yeah, it's the Second Amendment fault. We think the Second Amendment, which grants us the ability to protect our rights, we think the Second Amendment is destroying America. The destruction of family and the abandonment of God are destroying America. The attack on God, family and guns, that's what killed America. That's my fire. The attack on God, family and guns killed America. Now I'm telling 20 years ago, I probably would have said the attack on God and family Killed America at that time. I didn't understand like uh, guns and the importance of them because you have no freedom that you can't protect. And the gun is at the protection of all freedom. Again, you take guns away and the government gets to decide what freedoms you have. So again, and I used to be an anti gun guy. But now I get it because I'm looking at a society that doesn't respect freedom, thinks it needs to be taken away from us. Thinks that this whole thing, this whole biblical founding of America was a big mistake. Told everybody during the COVID lockdowns, don't go to church. Yeah, we need guns. They're essential. They're they're the line of defense between man's demonic, satanic nature and our freedoms. That's the line in the sand. And so we've let them run God out of our system. They're now knee deep into destroying the family. And now, and Highland Park will just be another layer on this cake, they're after our guns and our ability to protect our rights. This culture (laughs) is so sick and so immoral. I I want to, things I, I couldn't even get to, but I, I want to play, I think her name's T.R. Mack. She's a senator in Rhode Island. She put out a TikTok video telling people, I think the election there is is September 13th or something like that, telling people to go vote for her. Uh, she's on a beach twerking. This is, a state senator in Rhode Island. This is how this is just an indication of how sick this society is that this woman would even think to do this. Let's play the clip. <laughs> that ass, that
2: ass. Vote Senator Mac.
0: That's a state senator in Rhode Island. She's standing on her head with a thong in her rear end, twerking, telling people to go vote for her. She's, if you go look her up, do any research on her, her big claim to fame is she's black and queer. That's her idolatry, black and queerness. She's afflicted with sexuality, uh, idolatry, and skin color idolatry. Everywhere you go, oh, she's unapologetically black and queer, Tiara Matt, and she's running for re-election on a beach, thong up her ass, upside down twerking. Are are we even serious right now? Is this country we're, we're a joke and a laughing stock? Everything, everything yesterday. As soon as the the uh, Highland Park thing popped off. There was this race to find out. Is he a MAGA supporter or is he woke? Is he a leftist? And no one. It doesn't even cross anyone's mind. Does this man know God? The. 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 What's going on in our culture that we keep producing these young people? Let's show the graphic of the of the uh, the recent spate of these young people. Robert Cremo, Salvador Ramos, Peyton Gendron. Twenty two, 18 and 18. That's just in the past two months. Mass shooter, Buffalo, Uvalde and Highland Park. 18, 18, and 22. We have an assembly line of demonic, satanic, violent young people that our culture is producing. There is no political solution. We have a spiritual problem. Our culture is satanic. And we have to address it. And so everybody oh, always the MAGA? Is he uh, leftist? Th- that's all irrelevant. This dude is satanic. And he has no, I don't want to say he has no choice. But but I'm sorry, we're all, This this is what we're missing. We're all by nature a little satanic. It's just to what degree and we've created a culture that's turning up the heat on Satanism and producing baking, cooking, manifesting more deranged Satanic people capable of violence. We can't even gather for a 4th of July parade in Waukesha with Daryl Brooks. We can't gather for a Christmas parade in Waukesha. Do, I think we have Daryl Brooks, the guy that ran over all the people in Waukesha. He's one of these wannabe rappers, too. Do, do we have, I think we have a clip of Daryl Brooks in his rap career. You, you, you remember the guy that ran over all the people in Waukesha? Just like Robert Cremo, wannabe rapper. Let, let's play a taste of the clip.
1: I just got a low worth about a half a ticket. 30 in the blicker when I'm out here chasing chicken, was observant to the game when I used to play the benches. Now I swipe the you got him looking at me different. I can't miss them, yeah. AR with a stitching, yeah. venom when I kiss him, yeah. Kidnap you and misses, yeah. Work all in the kitchen, damn money by the silly fan. Shorty wanna take a chance. I'ma need a cash advance. Only f- real gritters, and I've been around gorillas ever since a little my baby said put some prices on and you know they don't come and get you. You see how the miles did them it's
0: It's just nuts where we've gone. Darren Bailey. Again, this is how politicized things are now. Darren Bailey, I think he's running for governor in Illinois. The man yesterday tried to speak off the cuff, say a prayer uh, for the people affected by Highland Park. He misspoke for a half a second and social media tried to cancel the guy because he accidentally misspoke. Let, let's let play the clip of Darren Bailey.
1: The beautiful community of Skokie getting ready for the uh, Independence Day Parade and it was canceled. Unfortunately, about 20 minutes away from here in Highland Park, there was a shooting. There were uh, several uh, people uh, that we know have been shot. That's all we know. And uh, we're just going to take a moment and uh, pray for the families. Friends, let's pray for the law enforcement and and even the organizers of this parade. They've done an amazing job. There's a lot of confusion and frustration that the parade's being canceled, but they did the right thing because people's safety has got to come first. Uh, the shooter is still at large, so let's pray for a uh, justice to uh, to prevail, and uh, and then let's move on and let's celebrate celebrate the independence of this nation we know the mission we have got to get corruption and evil out of our government and we have got to elect men and women of honor and of courage uh, to uh, to get this uh, country and this state back on track so so right now if you would join me in prayer for the families affected and for the law enforcement as they do their jobs and, and it's been a it's been a tough weekend in Chicago so father God in heaven I thank you so much for this beautiful free country that we call home Guy
0: says, let's move on and let's celebrate freedom. Twitter immediately jumps on it. Guy's trying to say a little prayer for the people. He's speaking off the cuff. And it's irrelevant that that he said that. But anybody with a brain knows the point he was trying to make. We're not going to let Robert Cremo and this deranged satanic lunatic destroy a day of celebration and gratefulness for the founding of this country. That's all the guy was trying to say. He, he, we're not going to let evil win. Uh, the, the best thing we can do to give a F you uh, to Robert Cremo is to not stop what we're doing. Okay. Do I 100 percent agree with that? No, because what I'm arguing today is we do need to stop what we're doing. And, and what I'll give the guy credit for is leading a prayer, but his prayer should be. And all of our prayers need to be. If this country does not embrace return to a biblical worldview. There's no chance of our survival. And I say that to all of you out there that are listening. Perhaps you're uh, an non-passionate Christian. Perhaps you're an atheist. Perhaps you're a Christian and you don't know what to do, but you're going to have to recommit yourself to biblical values. I'm trying to be a leader in my own right in in doing this, a model of of trying to say, "I'm." To, there's not a sin that a heterosexual man can commit that I haven't committed. I'm trying to. <laughs> You can reject that. We're going to have to reject that. We're going to have to redirect if this country's going to survive. I can't be a guy sitting at a strip club two or three nights a week. I can't be in Vegas every other weekend. I can't be that guy if this country's going to survive. None of us can. I can't be the guy That was every new rap song that came out. I memorized the lyrics. I bought the CDs. I can't do it anymore. I have to reject that. I have to reject this secularized, hedonistic, materialistic world. Or this country will not survive. We have to grow up. We have taken advantage of other people's sacrifice and other people's commitment to Christ. We've taken it for granted. We've done whatever the hell we wanted to do off of other people's sacrifice and commitment to this country. And now we're paying the consequences because We haven't done our part. We haven't anteed up. We haven't been committed to families and decent morals and values that produce order and allow kids to go to school without perverts coming in and trying to teach them to read, without teachers trying to transition them into different genders, without creating, producing this assembly line of mass shooters and killers who are just 18, 19, 20 years old, terrorizing our young people and making us all feel like, well, hold on man, if I go to a big event, anyway, I I think we got a graphic of just, just in 22, all the different mass Deadly shootings. This is just the stuff that has made the news. Just January 23rd in Milwaukee. uh, I think that, no, 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 no. I thought that was in November. In, oh, no, no, we're talking about Milwaukee. January 23rd, Milwaukee, six dead. Uh, Outside a nightclub, Sacramento, five dead, 11 wounded. Supermarket in Buffalo, 10 killed, three injured. Uvalde. 21 dead, 15 injured, now Highland Park, 4th of July parade, six dead, more than three dozen wounded. This is just the big ones. We know what's going on every weekend in communities and areas all across the country. And they can keep talking about it's guns, it's the culture. We have a culture that celebrates death. We have a music culture celebrates death. We have a feminist movement, women's movement built around their ability to kill babies in the womb. And we wonder why there's so much random death and violence. I wanna take care of a little business and I'm gonna try to wrap this up. Tell you guys, about Patriot Mobile. Free speech, religious liberty, and the Second Amendment. Across the country, your constitutional rights are under constant attack, and it's only getting worse by the day. That's why I am proud to support Patriot Mobile. They're not just America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider, they're one of the few companies fighting back. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service plus the peace of mind that your money is combating the left's attempt to silence you. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100% US-based customer support team provides exceptional customer support. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veteran and first responder heroes. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Jason or call 972 Patriot. Get free activation with the offer code Jason. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make the switch today between the left, the media, and the rhinos. We need to stick together. Patriotmobile.com slash Jason, patriotmobile.com slash Jason, or call 972 P A T I R R I O T, 972 Patriot. Uh, Listen, I'm I'm not done. And the Patriot Mobile is a great way to get me to my summation of everything that that I'm trying to say here, because, again, Patriot Mobile does support the values that I'm talking about, the values that uh, will get this country back on track or resurrect this country. Because I honestly do. Yesterday, I'm just telling you, I was sitting at home like it's over the things that I took for granted, the joy, the happiness, the contentment I felt about my upbringing, my childhood. We're not leaving that to the next batch of young people. We're leaving them chaos and destruction and evil and wickedness. We're not leaving. that, That was the thing when I read Howard Bryant's Uh, piece in ESPN he talks about uh, what the 4th of July used to represent and and how families would get together and it was just a big family backyard barbecue and a celebration it was not controversial no one thought oh America's oppressive should we really be supporting the 4th of July he talked about how it was about family and then he pretended as if that all went away because the 4th of July pretended to be about patriotism. And then all these different slights from Colin Kaepernick can't get a job to why, why isn't Gabe Kapler, the San Francisco Giants manager, why isn't he as vilified as Colin Kaepernick? to Jack Del Rio called January 6th a dust-up, and all the little fake testimony on January 6th, he was watching it, and just every little slight, or supposed slight, that he felt was why, oh, he can't, America's no longer home, and this place is now wicked and evil. And I'm like, are you kidding me? How could, in the 70s and 80s, when America was more racist then than it is now, how could things be better back then and worse now? What changed? What have we move further and further away from God? We moved further and further away from our shared Christian values that united us. I was just out to dinner with a group of ministers last week where I talked about all this identity stuff that, that we're leaning into black guy and a white guy sit down and say, Hey, I'm black. The other guy says, Hey, I'm white. Where's the common ground? But if you sit down with somebody and say, Hey, I'm a Christian and they go, Hey, I'm a Christian too. Hey, what church do you go to? Oh, what's your minister say? What do y'all do? There's common ground there when you take your identity in Christ. And we used to do that a lot more of that. I'm not saying everybody, But we used to do a lot more of that, and that was the common ground, shared values that came from the Bible when we all agreed on certain things. And we all had agreed like racial idolatry is bad. And and so like when Martin Luther King is saying that I want to be judged. And what people, he has a dream about living in a world where people are judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. That's a shared value. He's expressing biblical values and he's reaching people and bringing us together and pulling the country forward. Now, with this secular, demonic mindset we've adopted, this identity politics thing we've adopted. We don't talk about content of character. We talk about color of skin where, whether you like sticking a penis in a vagina or a rear end. Why don't share those values? We have disagreement on where we like to stick our penis. We don't have common ground there. And I don't really care what another man or woman does in their bedroom. I really don't want to talk about it. I don't want it thrown in my face. I'm not trying to throw mine in your, well, anymore. I'm not trying to throw mine in your face. It's not healthy. And so, I think at some point even non-believers are going to have to acknowledge that this country was better when shared biblical values and a shared biblical worldview shaped and defined our culture. That produced freedom and allowed people to do what they wanted to do and enjoy freedoms that we've all taken for granted now. And this new identity culture where everybody's leaning into what makes them different. And we have these stupid debates about cultural appropriation. I can only, I wear my hair in braids. You can't wear your hair in braids. If you braid your hair, you're trying to be black and you're stealing my culture. We have to go back to one nation under God. And let the Bible define our culture and what our common ground is and should be. We we th- this racial idolatry, gender idolatry, sexuality idolatry. It's tearing us apart. It's destroying this country. I, I saw something I want to show uh, the comedian. <clears throat> David, and i like to talk about comedians because, again, part of the conceit of this show is that comedians and ministers have have let us down. And that's how this all ties together, because a lot of ministers are into racial idolatry. Into political idolatry. Don't want to just stick to the gospel. And so, again, that's why I'm like, well, hold on. The minister class and profession has submitted itself to the culture instead of imposing its culture on the culture and comedians that are supposed to be smart and clever and protect uh, the public square for uncomfortable, truthful conversations, they've sold out too. And so David Allen Greer, star from In Living Color back in the day, uh, this weekend on the 4th or 3rd or something he tweeted out uh, meet the new KKK and and this thing went viral and 30 40,000 likes and thousands of retweets and it's trending over my twitter so i went and looked it up like what, what is this the new KKK and i'm trying and, and it's some group called the patriot front and, and, and I don't, perhaps they are this unbelievably vile group of white guys. Maybe they are. I don't know. What I do know is I've never seen them. I, not one black friend of mine has ever called me and said, man, Patriot Front came to my neighborhood, came to my house and, and tried to lynch me. The Patriot Front came to my school and tried to harm my child. The Patriot Front was at my voting uh, place and tried to stop me from voting. I don't know what the crimes are of the Patriot Front. I, I'm t- Based off my reading of history, based off my own life experience, I've seen the KKK in my own life, as a child, march down, parade down the street. I've never seen the Patriot Front. I'm talking about with my own eyes where I'm standing on the street and I can see the KKK. Patriot I don't know, how are they the new KKK? Have they lynched anybody? Have they burned any crosses? Have they terrorized black communities? I'm not trying to defend them I'm trying to ask, like, what truth is David Allen Greer exposing to us, backing up with something other than a picture and three or four little words? Hey, this is the new KKK. What are they doing? This is a smoke screen. This is a deflection. This is something being put out there to distract us from the truth. again, this thing he puts out very popular. When I say like, whoa, the Crips of the bloods, vice Lords, gangster disciples, that that's the new KKKK. They're the ones terrorizing black communities. Got a long list of dead black bodies that they're responsible for. That's the reality. I hear those stories. My mother will call me once a week. Oh boy, they killed so-and-so in Indianapolis. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I hear those stories. She's never called me about the Patriot front. I live in a zip code right now. that's I think 38% black. I downtown Nashville, plenty of black folks. I, I don't hear any concerns about the Patriot front. I'm not gonna name the business, but I live across from a business where they've dropped some bodies in their shootings on a regular basis. It ain't the Patriot front. It's usually some gang-related black person. I'm not gonna name the business, but again, you can go look it up. And I live in a high rent, high, (laughs) it's very expensive to live where I live. And so there's, again, this. When you walk away from God, you're walking away from truth. And when you walk away from truth, you can't fix your problems because you don't know your problems, because you've covered them with lies and distraction. And David Allen Greer and the system, once you focused on the patriot front, want you looking for uh, the new KKK. They don't want you to look inward. And this is what the Bible and Christianity and religious faith calls you to do. Look for solutions here, not there. And so once you start looking for solutions here, you start acting differently. You start being the change that you want to see. But this whole system we've devised is about pointing a finger and blaming someone else and deflecting from a culture that we've all contributed to all have co-signed for that is satanic and demonic and filled with wickedness and evil and violence. We keep, Oh, it's the guns. It ain't the guns. It's the culture. People have had guns in America and all over the world since the beginning of, I don't want to say the beginning of time, but time, as far as I know it, and these types of random killings and shootings and demonized and weaponized young people. This is a byproduct of the culture we have created. We have to have a spiritual solution. This entire show, Fearless with Jason Whitlock is about trying to reach out to men to rise up and take responsibility for this wicked culture that we have allowed. You keep thinking, oh, if I just make enough money, I'll have enough money that my kids will be protected from it. Money is not going to save you or this culture. It's not going to produce a better life for your children. I say that because I grew up without money and my life was awesome. It was awesome because the generations before me had a biblical worldview and they lived out those principles to the best of their ability and they created, a childhood for me that was awesome. And that I don't, it was not perfect. I saw unfairness, lived it, experienced it, saw it with my friends, but unfairness is a part of life. This thing we have going on now, kids locked up at home for two years, wearing masks, going to school, Perverts coming into school to teach them how to read, making them run around in first, second, and third grade, celebrating Pride Month. Teachers wanting to talk about their sex lives and their personal lives with kids. It never happened in my childhood. I don't even, I I can't, were my teachers even married? Did they have sex? I don't know. I didn't think about it. It wasn't up for discussion. They taught me how to read and write. They taught me a little bit about history. I wasn't saying, oh my God, how come they didn't tell me about every oppression and massacre and tragedy that ever happened to black people? I wasn't sitting there wanting to learn that neither is your child. They don't need to be taught that. They need to be taught how to conquer, how to be great. How to attack the world with a fearless mindset. We're imposing and stealing all this fear in our young people. We're killing them. They'll never have the joy. And I'm talking about, I was poor, man. Happy. Felt like I could conquer the world. Felt like my parents had my back, my family had my back, and that I could do anything. <sighs> Tomorrow, I'll bring on our contributors and and let them react to some of this stuff I'm talking about today. Um, think that's all i want to get off my chest today uh, tomorrow we'll have some tennessee harmony uh, we'll have we'll bring on most of our contributors or some of our contributors and we'll hear their take on highland park and just this culture we've created uh, that's all i got this tomorrow we'll see you tomorrow
1: System or relation, we all just want to have freedom Sitting on a corner, never been alone i my back for freedom Bless,
2: we are living, get back We are receiving, all when We all want to be free We want freedom I just want, I want to be I just want, I want to be I just want, I want to be I just want, I wanna be, I just want.